Hello, and welcome to this special preview podcast brought to you by the CSF. My name is Christopher Richland, and I'm a professor at the University of Rochester Medical School in Rochester, New York. The ACR Converges Congress is the world's premier rheumatology meeting, which for the second year running is going to be an entirely virtual experience. While this means we won't be meeting up in person for a little while longer, it does mean that we can take advantage of the benefits of an online Congress and cover all the most interesting presentations from the comfort of your house. This year's program encompasses the new Global Rheumatology Summit, the Basic and Clinical Research Conference, and the Radiology Boot Camp. The scientific program runs from November 5th to the 9th and showcases cutting edge and timely topics in rheumatology as well as the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of rheumatic diseases and related comorbid conditions. The CSF is here to help guide you through the key content being shared throughout the meeting, and we have identified 37 presentations of our particular interest to focus on. These cover the latest clinical data, patient reported outcomes, and feature indications other than rheumatoid arthritis such as ankylosing spondylitis, psoriatic arthritis, and of course, COVID. Over the coming days, we will bring you daily highlights podcasts, interviews with authors of notable abstracts, and an overall Congress review. You can find our abstract selections and Congress highlights on the CSF website below. Before the Congress starts, I would like to highlight a some of the latest research that will be featured on ACR 2021 to help you plan what is always a busy week. Turning first to RA, where there is now over 10 years of real-world experience with JAK inhibitors. Real-world data is always important, and on Sunday it will be interesting to see a report by Torsten Witt, which describes disease activity and patient-reported outcomes from a six-month real-world clinical study of RA patients in clinical practices who were treated with upadacitinib in monotherapy or in combination with methotrexate. On Monday, Manuel Pombo Suarez and colleagues described the efficacy of cycling JAK inhibitors in patients who are unresponsive to their first JAKI treatment. This is an important clinical question that most of us will face on a regular basis. This is followed by Mohammed Movahedi who will report on real-world real physician and patient-reported outcome data comparing the efficacy of TOFA or TNF inhibitors. A comparison of the study and safety of baricitinib and BTS-DMAR-naive and inadequate responder patients will be presented on Tuesday by Masome Yamasaki. Choi will present a poster covering the risk of herpes zoster virus reactivation in patients receiving Jackie and how recurrences of herpes zoster can influence continuation of JAKI therapy. Data from a number of long-term studies will be presented throughout ACR 2021. I will start by drawing your attention to Roy Fleischmann's presentation on Sunday, where they will describe the clinical outcomes of a three-year study on patients switched from methotrexate to either UPA, adalimumab, or placebo. On Tuesday, there are no less than six talks of particular interest on long-term data in RA patients. 
There's a long-term extension of a phase three filgotinib trial where Dan Daniel Aletaha and colleagues will describe clinical outcomes of RA patients who were switched from methotrexate to filgotinib. Keeping the focus on filgotinib, Maya Bush will discuss the clinical outcomes from a long-term extension of a phase three study where biologic DMARD inadequate responders were switched to filgotinib. Peter Taylor and colleagues conducted a meta-analysis of specific adverse events and rates of malignancies from 10 trials ranging over 3,700 patients during a period of over nine years to examine the safety of baricitinib. In the final highlight in the section, Ronald van Vollenhoven will present the three-year results from the LTE of the SELECT early study comparing methotrexate and UPA monotherapies. On Sunday, Stephen Itterberg will discuss the incidence rates of major adverse cardiovascular events and malignancies in patients receiving TOFA and TNF inhibitors. Tuesday, we'll see the team of Farron, Kraschow, Kavar reporting on two multi-database, large population-based studies examining the risk of cardiovascular events and malignancies faced by RA patients on TOFA compared to those taking two ENF uh, inhibitors. On the same day, another study comparing the safety of TOPA to TNF inhibitors comes from the team of Christina Charles Showman, who examined the risk of venous thromboembolic events in a phase 3B4 safety study. The next collection of abstracts I would like to review focus on patient-reported outcomes. As ever, the ACR, there are a lot of interesting presentations focusing on quality of life management and the utility and impact of patient-reported outcome and questionnaire data. On Sunday, there are posters on studies across the three different indications. The first I'll focus on is from Vipika Strand, who will describe the importance of using patient-reported outcomes for assessing changes in disease activity and quality of life across three phase three baricitinib trials in RA patients. Hana Kim features patient assessments of disability and physical function related quality of life from four patients with active refractory juvenile dermatomyositis who were enrolled in a program of compassionate use of baricitinib. Finally, Lori Gossack examines the relationships between clinical measurements and patient-reported outcomes in a phase two trial of ducravacitinib for patients with active PSA. On Monday, Bruno Fautrell presented a study of fatigue in RA patients where the effect of baricitinib on direct fatigue relief across the RA beam and RA beacon studies was examined. From fatigue to pain, Anthony Saba assesses the relationship between pain and inflammation in RA patients with RA taking baricitinib or adalimumab, while Christopher Barrowald will talk about the challenges of managing persisting pain in RA patients. We are seeing more and more data on the efficacy of JAK inhibitors on conditions other than RA. There are several abstracts presented throughout the Congress on PSA, ankylosing spondylitis, and a number of other conditions. On Saturday, there are three poster presentations which discuss different aspects of managing psoriatic arthritis. First of all, Vipika Strand examines the impact of ducravacitinib on patients with active PSA by analyzing health-related quality of life questionnaire data 
from a phase two trial. Louis Bissett will discuss the impact of early pain management, while Philip Meese reports on phase two placebo controlled clinical trial investigating the efficacy and safety of bupositinib. Philip returns on Tuesday to present another poster in an abstract session covering the efficacy of TOFA and enthesitis and ducravacitinib on musculoskeletal manifestations of PSA. There are four more posters on PSA on Monday the 8th, starting with Daniel Aletaha, who conducted a post-hoc analysis of phase three data of PSA patients receiving UPA with the aim of discovering early predictors of low disease activity outcomes. More post-hoc data will be presented in a study from Adrian Saria, who focuses on joint-specific response patterns in patients with PSA treated with TOFA and adalimumab. Fabrizio Contini will present data on the proportion of patients receiving UPA who achieve resolution of enthesitis in 56 weeks. Data from a study by Ian McInnes will be presented which investigated the efficacy of UPA compared to adalimumab as assessed by a number of different outcomes. Wrapping up, a wealth of information presented on psoriatic arthritis on Tuesday, we will hear Xenophon Baraliakos discussing a post-hack analysis of select PSA studies, assessing clinical responses to UPA relating to axial involvement uh, in patients with PSA. Moving away from PSA, on Saturday, there is an interesting abstract from Louise Gillard and colleagues who present data from a small seven-patient retrospective study into the efficacy of JAK inhibitors for the treatment of refractory adult and childhood onset Stills disease. On Sunday, there is a strong focus on ankylosing spondylitis, and I want to bring your attention to four posters. A report from Desiree Vanderhede will discuss the rate of radiographic progression among patients on UPA, while Walter Maximovich examines the efficacy of filgotinib and its impact on circulating serum and plasma biomarkers. An interesting study examining potential factors which could predict favorable responses to UPA in active PSAS patients will be presented by Marina Magre. Finally, Mikhail Ostergaard will present the exciting first-time description of MRI data which reveals the inflammation status of biodemar naive patients treated with TOFA. CSF has been delivering regular COVID-19 updates relevant to us as clinicians in rheumatology. On Saturday, two interesting posters will discuss the effect of JAK inhibitors on SARS-CoV-2 infections. As more COVID-related data becomes available, we can begin to gain insights into the impact of therapies for rheumatologic indications on infection rates and COVID disease severity. A study by Rebecca Aselli and colleagues compares the impacts of JAKI and TNF inhibitors on the outcomes of COVID infections in RA patients. This is followed by a presentation by Anne Regiere, who will present a similar comparison in RMD patients, this time including rituximab into the analysis. I hope you've enjoyed this preview and our highlights of data relevant to cytokine signaling. The CSF has plenty more ACR support planned as the Congress gets underway. We know it is not possible 
to visit every poster or presentation. So for, for an overview of the most important abstracts presented each day, be sure to look out for our daily highlight podcast presented by professors Leonard Calabrese and Grace Wright. Finally, mark your diaries for Wednesday, the 10th of November, when CSF will host a live webinar to discuss key data from ACR and professors Janet Pope, Peter Taylor, and Johannes Belizema. We trust this extensive coverage will help enhance your enjoyment of ACR 2021. Please start by visiting cytokinesignaling.com, cytokine signaling is one word, and downloading our ACR 2021 highlights brochures, which include details of key abstracts accepted for publication. And all that remains for me to say is enjoy the Congress, and I look forward to seeing you all in person next year.